Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. This is the second hour of Oilers Now. Bob Stoffer and Brendan Escott are with you. Oilers Now is brought to you by Hugh Porter and the gang at Digitex.ca, Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office technology and software. They've been our title sponsor now for the last nine seasons here on 630 Jet. You can text us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line at 780-496-0063. Get the new floors you've always wanted with Ashley Fine Floors, 143rd Street, 111th Avenue, open Monday to Saturday. Just before we head to the River Cree Resort Casino hotline, the River Cree Resort Casino excitement, bet on it, into the uh, a text uh, this one comes to us from former defenseman Mark. Bob, I'm looking forward to Mark Spector's appearance. He's usually good for getting the blood boiling. That one comes to us from former uh, defenseman uh, Mark. Well, that's because uh, Mark is Mark Spector is totally in support of far-left authoritarianism, so that's part of the reason why he probably gets you upset, Mark. Just kidding. That's former defenseman Mark. Japanese Village, open to serve you at any one of their five Edmonton and area locations featuring Japanese A5 Wagyu. Visit jvedmonton.com. We welcome back to the show, sort of. Uh, he was a, we, we had a visitor on the road with us. I hadn't seen him all season, but oh, that's not true. I think he went on an earlier trip. Uh, Sportsnet's Mark Spector for the Horses and Horse Racing Alberta, presenting live standard red racing Saturday at Century Mile Racetrack and Casino, post time 115. Mark? We, uh, you know, we love going to Montreal. For me, it's my favorite NHL city to go to, uh, in, in spite of Bill 21 in that province. Uh, all that being said, not quite the same when there's no fans there, right? No, you know, I watched the late game that night. It was Calgary and Vancouver, and it was sort of a, um, how would I say? It's almost ironic. I've never watched a late game in Montreal after a Saturday night Edmonton game because immediately after you file, you get all the scribes together and you go down to Grumpy's or Hurley's and you celebrate the fact you're Montreal and you have a bunch of beers and a bunch of laughs and have a good time and you never watch the late game. Here I am in my hotel room. I'm watching the stupid HNIC late game and it's 0-0 through 60 minutes for Calgary and Vancouver and I'm like, if this road trip could get any more boring, it just did watching this hockey game. <laughs> oh, Mark. The texts that are coming in, so the writers all converge at grumpies. Some would yeah. say uh, the ink stayed wretch. That's rather appropriate. So There you go. Uh, there you go. Uh, you know what? We flew into Ottawa immediately following the game, and we landed and got to the hotel rooms, and I flicked the TV on, and, and they were in the overtime, and I was like, wow, 0-0. Zero, zero. I must have missed a beauty tonight. Uh, but but it really is a sad indictment on, uh, and hopefully we're headed to a better place. Uh, you know, it's all about perspectives, right? The province of Alberta, just in the Edmonton Health Zone alone, Mark, uh, I'm going to give you a total. On the 17th of January, there were 18,000 active cases of COVID alone, alone, not in the Edmonton Health Zone, but in actual Edmonton, uh, what's, what's considered Edmonton proper, 18,000. We're down to 7,600. So that's a drop of 11,000 over the last three weeks. So there you go. So hopefully we're headed to a better place because I think everybody's kind of had enough and they've been COVIDed out, um, except for the people that seem to enjoy it. And I, I'm not really playing to their, uh, playing their game myself. All right. Uh, here's what we're going to do. We're basically at the halfway point. Wasn't supposed to be the halfway point, but it is. Um, 
The Oilers are 42 games into the season. Been in a strange year. 16 and 5 start. We're never as good as 16 and 5. 2 11 and 2. Uh, never as good, never as bad as 2 11 and 2. Several, six of those losses against the top eight teams in the NHL. Uh, 10 defensemen and 11 game run. Everybody that said, everybody uses, has had injuries and illness to deal with. And then 5 0 and 1 to close out before the All Star break. So I know you wrote a piece yesterday in Sportsnet. What's your assessment, Mark Spector, on the orders at the halfway point here? Well, first of all, the thing about a hockey season is, frankly, I don't care how you played in November. I don't care how you're playing in January, right? I don't care how you're playing even in in February. It's how you're playing in March and in this season, April, that's going to matter. So, you know, I take the Oilers record as a whole, and I look. And, you know, what do they have? I think Anaheim's played at least five, if not six more games, Bob. What is it, five or six? Five, five, yeah, five or six, yep. Yeah, so the point is you can't even look at the standings and get a proper view. If you look at points percentage, they're sitting right there in the in the hunt for the top of the Pacific for second place, for first, maybe first place if you beat Vegas a time or two. So their positioning is fine with me right now. How they've got there? You know, it's pretty been pretty goofy, right? It's been pretty goofy, but I'll say this. I like the look and the makeup of this team today uh, more than I've liked it in a long time. I, I, if our, you know, if the priority number one this season was to figure out the depth issue that I think we all agree cost them the series against Winnipeg last year and has really been a problem here. If that was job 1A, I think they've made huge strides. When you look at the, the formation of their four lines now, you know, they used to have two a first line, a second line, and two fourth lines. Uh, to me now, they have a proper one, two, three, four. They got three lines that can score goals. The Hyman Nugent Hopkins uh, line won them a game the other night. And I know it was shorthand, but whatever. Uh, I think I like where they're at. And talking about how they got here is one thing. I don't really care how they got here, Bob. I don't mind where they're at right now with a trade deadline coming to be able to hopefully fix the last couple of issues around here. I don't mind the way they look. What about you? All right, here's the update for you. So the top four teams in the Western Conference are all in the Central Division. Edmonton, uh, Vegas has 57 points. L.A. has 55. Anaheim has 55. Calgary has 52. Edmonton has 49. So the Flames are three points ahead of Edmonton. They've played uh, the same amount of games as the Oilers. Um, Anaheim is six points ahead of Edmonton. They've played six more games. L.A. is six points ahead of Edmonton. They've played five more games. Based on the owner's winning percentage, if they had a 583 winning percentage, uh, they would be sandwiched in between L.A. and Anaheim, but in a playoff spot. Uh, so there we go. And I think the team's got room to grow. I'm with you. Uh, I, I wouldn't be... I. I I look at the forwards. A um, little bit concerned right now, Pulleyarvi. Frankly, to be honest with you, you know he's kind of gone really, really quiet offensively. Yep. Uh, like the fact that he plays in straight lines. The Kane addition, I think, will. I think Evander's going to get more settled in, and his game conditioning will improve. Love what we're seeing out of Hyman and Nugent Hopkins, and we know Holloway's going to be up at some point, probably in April. And I do think he can help Edmonton at least. At, let's say in their top. 11 forward spots so mm-hmm. either as a third or third line guy or a fourth line left wing i think he's going to be an option i that would not dissuade me from adding another forward 
because we know they didn't have enough forwards last year against uh, Winnipeg. They, they they went nine and four, Spec, and they I don't want to see them go nine and four again. Everybody's waiting for the goaltender. Uh, if I add a forward. It may not necessarily be a 32- or 31-year-old UFA. I may contemplate going the other way. I may target distressed organizations, uh, catchphrase rebuilding organizations that have young up-and-coming players that are good team-controlled, team-friendly contracts for the next couple of years and maybe look at a guy like that instead of just going for a 32- and Because th- here, here's here's the thing. They went and grabbed Athanasiu, gave up two second-round picks, he played 13 games for Edmonton. It turned out to be not of consequence for Edmonton other than the fact that they lost the picks. They gave up a fourth for Green. He played two games. They went and traded a um, fourth-round pick last year for Kulikov, and the coaches didn't want to play Kulikov against uh, Winnipeg when it mattered at the end of the series. And what's interesting is Kulikov's had a good year this year in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. So, you, can, you know... And I wonder whether or not, well, you know, in Green's case and Kulikov's case, pending UFAs, in Athanasio's case, pending RFA, those were not cost-controlled contracts. And I wonder, I'm wondering whether or not you don't, like, look, look at what Tampa Bay did with Blake Coleman with New Jersey. New Jersey was a distressed rebuilding team. They were trading the pick, and Tampa Bay got two playoffs out of them. And he was a pretty good player for them. And then he hit the home run in his next contract. So I, I'm not sure if they can find. I'm not right, but that's that's a tough find. That guy is. I you know any. I think any time. Give me a young player under control. Oh, not a very good team. No, yeah, not a very good team. You have to pay. You have to pay to get those guys. So Boy, everybody wants that guy, right? For sure. Well, maybe what it does is if you get that guy, maybe it maybe it allows you to move out somebody else that uh you know uh maybe isn't been overly productive i i don't know i'm just you know we know this we know they've got here's the thing they got mcdavid they got dry settle and it looks like they can play hyman and nugent hopkins together and be very effective so they're already hyman makes them better kane makes them better i think you would agree on that he's he's gonna make he's a good player he's a good player for sure he's a good player they need one of Yamamoto or Pugliarvi to get going here, and uh, they, you know if they're if they're slotting Ryan as a fourth line guy that plays eight to ten minutes, that's fine. Be it at center or at right, and we know Holloway's coming up, so they're decent forward. And on defense, they, you know, if, if the short term is going to be Lagason and Barry in that third pairing. Maybe there's a play for another guy. I'm not yeah. sure. Maybe maybe the other guy. The one part, Mark, that the organization's done well is they've developed guys. And I, maybe the other guy's Nima Linen. And I'm serious about this. Maybe they need to look at giving him a second opportunity here because he got hurt, and that's what knocked him out of the lineup. What do you think on that? I think he's going to play, but I think that the Oilers are a right-now team here. Bob. They need to, to get something done here in the playoffs. And they need a penalty-killing defenseman uh, on that spot that Lagason's in. They need a, a guy with way more experience that has done it for a long time. Not a guy like Niemelainen who we hope is going to do it for a long time. Nima, you got Niemelainen in your pocket. He might even play next year. Like, there's a nice-looking, young, third-pairing penalty killer rough tough guy back they love the guy he's going to be great he's not there yet he's he's a minor league guy that you're going to hope can fill that role the orders aren't in the hope business anymore right they need a guy i'm not saying you're going to get Sherratt because everyone's looking for Sherratt. that's a tough acquisition but you need a guy that's done it in the playoffs in the national hockey league 
two or three times before. That's who I want, and that's well. Fine. Then it is a rental, Mark. It's a rental if you're doing that because that's all it is. Get a rental because you got Niemelainen and Broberg coming. And right now, and for the Samarukov supporters out there, yes, I've got Niemelainen ahead of Samarukov, and I put yep. him ahead of Samarukov. Yep. It is a rental. Pro- That's fine, Bob. There's, what's yep. wrong with getting a rental at the deadline? You don't All have right. to get a rental forward, in my opinion. Uh, get the rental defenseman, and I think the place where you need to – any assets that you've got earmarked for trade this March, right, any any draft picks, any prospect, whatever you got – you got to try to spend them on the right goalie uh, this March. And then whatever you got left over, you can fill other positions. But you got to take your, let's just say for fun, you got a prospect and a pick that you're ready to part with. Those have to go out to market for a goalie. And then if you get a goalie and you still got some of them, then you can spend something else on the defenseman. But you need a goalie first and foremost. <laughs> All right, you just nailed it because we got two texts on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Bob, can you ask Mark Spector what his solutions are in goal? Well, that's a good question, isn't it? <laughs> Who are your solutions? I don't know who's going to be available. Let's say for fun that, uh, you know, everyone says that Mark Andre Fleury, I heard Elliot say this, I should say. Elliot Friedman says it's pretty unlikely he's coming up to Edmonton, but he might go to Denver. Okay, well, maybe you can loosen up Camper from Denver then, right? And I know he's got an injury history much like Mike Smith, so I'm just throwing that name out there. You know, you got to, as teams fall out of this thing, there might be a goalie kicking around. Who knows, you know? Well, the only way you could fit fit in Camper is in a three-way with Chicago. So Chicago moves, theoretically, Mark, Chicago moves Flurry to Colorado, and then Colorado moves uh, Camper to Chicago, and then the Oilers give up an asset to uh to uh to chicago that's the only and the, and the thing is arizona an is, and koskinen to chicago you're right an asset and koskinen and here's the deal yes. colorado's gonna say well we gotta get for kemper we gotta get back what we gave up yeah they're not gonna get that not so. not from Evan, no, no way <laughs> not that's that it. simple but that's an organization that's made a lot of pretty good deals Hey, it's listen, per- uh, Joe Sackick's a smart guy, and you win some, you lose some. Chris so McFarland, get- it's, the, it's the support people that grind for the inches in that organization. I, I'm still amazed Chris McFarland's not got an NHL GM job. Yeah, you know, or at least I, an interview in Chicago. If Shirelli's getting one, Bobby, Chris McFarland should be getting one. No. I, I, I would think so. Uh, you can text us. So, uh, 780-496-0063 for the listeners out there. Who should the Oilers flurry again? Elliot's reported it. We know the lay of the landmark. That I mean, it's a significant. It's not a. That's it, probably not an option for. So who does Edmonton go get? What would your plan be? I want to know. You can text us at seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. Mark, are there um, parts of the organization that you have greater confidence in than other parts? Sure. Okay. Where are you going with this, Bobby? <laughs> I'd like you. Well, no, I'd like to. I'd like to you to tell me. What, what, <laughs> Like, so, like we have listeners, say, we have Mark, yeah. we have list, and then I'm going to shut up for three minutes and the floor is yours. We have listeners that are just saying, no, Niemelainen is the answer. He's got a dimension. He's been brought up the right way. He's the guy that needs to come up. The floor is yours, Mark. Three minutes, go. Well, I will say this. Uh, I wrote this the other day. The orders have become uh, an organization that is drafting and developing pretty well. 
you know, Paul Yarvey's playing for your team. Yamamoto's playing for your team. You got Nima Linen and Broberg on the farm. Uh, you know, you've you've got uh, Bouchard isn't just a good player. He's looking like he's going to be a, an above average defenseman in his career. He's got some work to do, but he's only played 65 games, right? Uh, you know, they're bringing, they're doing it the way the good organizations do it. So let's say that. Uh, you got Nima Linen sitting on the farm. So let's make a designation here. Are we talking about, like, if the question is, can Nima Linen become, you know, a, a penalty killing third pairing guy that, that, you know, that makes you harder to play against than all those things, like a, a young, up and coming Adam Larson? He could become that guy. It looks like he's on track to be that guy. Is he ready to be that guy this May? Right? Yeah. And my answer to you is no chance, right? He's okay. he's how many NHL games did he play, Bob? Five. What do you get? Five or six? Yeah. Yeah. So no chance, right? So that's you why you want to trade a guy in this May. You break a guy in next October. You don't do it in May and say, "Okay, kid, go kill a penalty with three minutes left in a two-one game in in Calgary <laughs> in the first round of the playoffs." That's not how you break kids in, right? No chance. All right, you didn't answer the question, and I'll ask the listener, 780-496-0063. What part of the organization have you uh, the greatest confidence in right now? You know, is it uh, amateur scouting? Is it pro scouting? Is it the development side that's going on in Bakersfield? I'd like to know. Uh, you know, uh, coaching? You have at it. I'd be intrigued to get your thoughts. Speck? Well, Again, listen, gonna... Woodcroft is a guy, right? You know, Woody, Woody's doing a hell of a job down there, and his assistants, Dave Manson. It seems to me we're getting defensemen on a Bakersfield that can play the game here, right? So, you know, drafting and developing has always been hand-in-hand. Hand. We always wondered when they were no good at it, you'd go, well, are they drafting guys that can't play, or are they drafting guys that can play and then not developing them the right way? I never always know the answer to that. But in concert, Bob, the two together, the amateur scouting staff is picking guys that can play, and then the guys in Bakersfield are turning them into players. So that's the bedrock of every franchise. And, you know, I'll say this. The Oilers have, for a long time, didn't have that squared up one bit. Now they do. They got it squared up. And there's a pipeline here now. And that's going to make you a better team for a long time. All right. Uh, well, Mark, they make the playoffs or not? I, I, I think based on the response I'm seeing, there's a lot of confidence in the development side. I think that there's been some interesting picks on the I mean, most of the fans would have Xavier Borgo ranked as the top winner prospect. I actually have Bo- Broberg as the top prospect, Holloway two, and uh, and Borgo three. But the fact that, that they're that bullish on Broberg, I mean, that's a sign uh, on Borgo is a sign that they, you know, they like the work of the, the amateur scouting staff. I think pro scouting's got to target different types of guys. That's what I think. So, pro scouting, yes. Yep. I think they got to target. I mean, he, we just talked about the Athanasiu trade, the Green trade, and the Kulikov trade. And those trades didn't move the needle uh, for the Oilers come playoff time in the last two years. Yeah. What's that? No, okay, hold on. I, I mean, I, I'm going to say this, and, and I know that people up there are going to say that you're covering for Ken Holland. The after the seal trade was a lousy trade, okay? Period. Next paragraph. It was a lousy trade. But... It also yes. happened, you got a yes. player who was who was under your control as an RFA, and you were planning on re-signing him. Then we had the pandemic, Fair and everybody comment. sat around for four months 
And then we had all of a sudden a flat cap and a huge economic downturn, and you looked at what you had to qualify the guy at, and you go, oh, my God, he's not worth that anymore. And the smart move was to let him go. You couldn't compound that mistake by signing a Thanasiu. So, yeah, Holland didn't make a great trade there, but come on. Like, the, the pandemic changed everything in the landscape of that trade. There's one of those trades, Bob, on every second NHL team from that deadline, I'll bet you, or every third. Yeah. Lots of and got and the, like coaches, the coaches elected not to play Kulikov last year. He's playing for Minnesota this year. Uh-huh. Did he, he suddenly league. become a legitimate guy this year uh-huh. for Minnesota? So there's the defense sure. of the Pro Scouts on that one. So there you have it. It's all about perspective. Hey, Mark, we'll talk on Tuesday. Bye, Bobby. Looking forward to it. There you go. That is Mark Spector, Sportsnet Spec for the Horses and Horse Racing in Alberta, presenting live standard bed racing each Saturday at Century Mile Racetrack and Casino. Post time is 1.15 p.m. We'll take a quick time out. It is currently 1.26, and we're going to get to your text on the Ashley Fine Floors text line when we return. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 128 at Edmonton, cars cost less than Matasco and Brent Rich Ford and Matasco and 10-time Presence Award winners for customer satisfaction. Right now, the best way to get a vehicle is to custom order one. Discounts available for both Brent Rich Ford and Ford Motor Company on most custom orders. Get the exact equipment and colors you want. Reach out to Uncle Milt Rich, Johnny and the Gang at one 477 or visit BrentRidge.com. Going to dip into the Ashley Fine Floors text line at 780-496-0063. Drew says, the greatest confidence I have in the organization is Ken Holland. His patience, I feel, is going to pay off in the long run. Maybe deep organizational depth is what will push this forward for years to come. Again, you can uh, uh, text us at 7804960063. Howie says, Bob, Ken Holland got destroyed on the Andreas Athanasio trade. Period. Next uh, paragraph. Uh, you can text us at 7804960063. Bob, would you trade Greenaway for Fogel? Uh, I don't think Minnesota would. I'm going to tell you this on Fogel. He's had a tough start to his Oilers career. That It's an ugly plus-minus, which many people think is a flawed stat. Edmonton could trade him. There's teams betting that the Oilers are going to move on too quickly from him. They could move him. Uh, I personally have a lot of time for Fogel. Again, you can text us, 780-496-0063. Randy and Brooks says, mark my words, goaltending is not enough. Oilers will need a new coach that can get the team to commit to consistent, committed team defense. That one comes to us from Randy and Brooks. All right, off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. Back with Glenn Anderson, and then we'll hear some comments from the All-Star game with Connor McDavid as well. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.